0: with Leland Sberry from Utah's Capitol Hill to your schools taxes and all the
1: breaking news hear it on Live Mike with Leland Sberry on KSL News Radio Welcome back to Live Mike I'm Leland Sberry final hour of today's episode episode was it 203 I think let me check the notes Two, 203 that's right That's not so bad for a Friday the debates do you watch them? Did you watch the other night? Did you watch the vice presidential debate? Yeah, it happened right up the street here at the University of Utah. How about last week when you saw the two candidates for president duke it out, so to speak? And how about your future plans? Do you think you'll be watching whatever comes of the remaining two debates? Uh, they're up in the air right now. The highest of likelihoods is that uh, the debate scheduled for the 15th is uh, is off. It's just off, right? So the announcement yesterday from the Commission on Presidential Debates was that it would be uh, a, a virtual affair. The candidates themselves would participate uh, from remote locations. The the audience. Oh, and that was done in the name of like safety and health. Yet the audience would still be in attendance. All those town hall participants, they'd still come together under that single roof. Uh, the moderator would still be together with the participants under that roof. And, you know, it's not magic that brings this all about. You know, there are people that, you know, that have to run the cameras, turn on the lights, uh, usher the guests into their seats. A lot of people still going to come together. Simply the, the candidates, it was announced. By the commission would not be invited to participate there face to face. So the fallout, you'll well, you know, you very well know. We talked about it yesterday. President Trump almost immediately said, "And I'm not not uh, not too interested in that virtual stuff. Uh, if it's not face to face, you can count me out. I'm not going to waste my time." Uh, and then his campaign manager put out a statement saying, well, we could uh, we could like adjust the calendar. What do you think about that? Maybe push things back uh, a week if that makes people more comfortable, whatever. Uh, well, there's been no official response to that by the Commission on Presidential Debates quite yet. Uh, Joe Biden's camp came out a- and said, hey, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll do it. Uh, And now that it looks like the the whole deal is off, uh, the Biden camp has made it known that they will be hosting a a town hall of sorts. That'll be aired uh, by ABC. uh, And what will come of uh, the Trump campaign that night of the 15th? Unsure. You know, it's not exactly sure. Maybe it'll be a rally. Uh, The the president's uh, doctor has said that he's cleared to return to rally work come this weekend. Uh, We'll see if that comes to fruition. Uh, But a lot of question marks up in the air. One question that I have had, uh, which was just answered this morning, as a matter of fact, was what impact on your decision making do these debates have? And there was uh, some data uh, collected by Monmouth University. They did some polling, uh, and let it be known that there are there are 10 percent of American voters who say that their decision is not made up until the election. Now, ten percent may not seem like a lot uh, because the you know the the ninety percent left uh, what we learn about that ninety percent is that going into the debates, uh, you know their mind is made up, or uh, more simply, the ninety percent are not influenced by uh, debates, but why is that ten percent so significant now, If I'm honest, I was surprised to see to, and to learn that the number was that big. Why is that ten percent significant? It means that in terms of time spent uh, working on voters, that a debate may be one of the most uh, impactful events on the calendar of a candidate. You think about it. The the time spent campaigning stretches way back to uh, like before the primary days. And every moment spent from uh, from, you know, announcing a campaign until Election Day is all spent in an effort to uh, to garner votes. Right. And. Uh, if 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 ten percent of voters are still undecided uh, come election or come come debate time, and those same ten percent say that yeah it's the it's the debate that sways me, that is uh, you know in a pound for pound sense yeah, <laughs> that is a very uh, efficient use of time if you are able to effectively sway that last ten percent in the debates. I'm not, sure, I'm not sure the candidates are, are, are fully appreciating this. I mean, I know they have smart people on their teams helping them make decisions and all. And I know these times are different. You know, the, the, the way we communicate is different. The style of communication by the candidates is, is so vastly different. Uh, but... I'm not sure uh, that the candidates are fully appreciating the value of debates, in particular in this election. Let's go to the numbers. Uh, if you if you go to Real Clear Politics, that's one of the tools I use to get a good sense of uh, how people are are feeling, uh, at least as as communicated in the polling data. Uh, Real Clear Politics has a uh, like an average. It's a poll of polls, essentially. And if you take the average, it has uh, it has Biden ahead. Biden ahead by almost 10 points, 9.6 points. Now, that's less than, according to the Monmouth survey, uh, is up for grabs uh, come debate time. So if you are a candidate, you knock it out of the park. You just you you show up on debate day and it's home run after home run after home run after solid line after solid bit of policy after solid convincing arguments. Uh, If you walk away the absolute undisputed uh, victor of that debate, then it's possible that you go home with those 10 percent. And in this case, in this hypothetical scenario in which Trump pulls off a victory to that degree, uh, he could make up that gap. Could he do it in a virtual sense? Could he do it uh, via the video? doesn't look like we'll find out, but there is still one remaining debate, and we'll see if either one of these candidates swing for the fences. And if in that swing, they're able to make contact, ultimately hit a home run, and, uh, and f- get a handle on that remaining 10% that are looking for uh, and looking towards the debates uh, as the, the final uh, informer of their decision. I want to talk to you. What do you think? Are you undecided? I didn't think that the pool was this big. And so what it tells me is there are some of you out there listening right now who are still undecided. And who will make your decision based on what you saw, say, last Tuesday in the debate, what you saw the night before last here on the stage of Kingsbury Hall at the University of Utah? Are you still undecided? Or how have debates impacted your decision come election time? I want to hear from you. 801-575-8255. 801-575-8255. That's the number to call. We're going to take a quick break. When we return, it's your calls live on KSL. I'm Lee Lonsberry. This is Live Mike, and you're listening to KSL News Radio. This is Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry. Lee Lonsberry. Producer Amy asked a good question. You heard that newscast from Maria that there was a Secret Service officer assaulted. Who in their right mind, and maybe that's the factor, maybe someone wasn't in their right mind, who in their right mind is saying, Hey, you know, I think I'll go uh, try to rough up that Secret Service officer there, uh, that Secret Service agent. I think it'll go well for me. I think I'll come out ahead on this one. Uh, yeah, I think I'll fight the law, and this time I'm going to win. No, that is a uh, – no, come on. They're like – they're the ones that talk into their sleeves. Uh, they probably have, with just their little pinky, uh, 17 different ways all rehearsed and ready to deploy on you uh, to take you out. Yeah, if you if you <laughs> – if you find yourself thinking ever, ever that you are going to go up to a Secret Service agent and you're going to somehow uh, have the upper hand on him and walk away smiling with a story to tell, you couldn't be more wrong. I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that, that that report didn't include any injuries, and I shouldn't make light of confrontations like that. But shoot, come on, who, who, who is that? Who's saying, yeah, uh, let's let's go to battle with the Secret Service? Or we're going to be a fine. No, 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 you're crazy if you think that. You're crazy. All right, some of the most highly trained uh, (laughs) protective uh, individuals on this planet. All right. Anyway, uh, the conversation we're having here is about the debate. Do you find yourself being influenced by the the debate? Um, Oh, here's W. Just sent me a text message, W. Janovic. That that comment I made there about uh, going up against uh, a Secret Service agent. She says face federal assault on a federal agent. Yeah, so that's the thing. You you go up against a, a federal agent. Yeah, it, this isn't this isn't like uh, symbolic zip ties, uh, and then you're let go a few hours later. This is these are real crimes, uh, real charges you face. You want to uh, tangle with a Secret Service agent? I don't advise that. I, I, I don't advise that. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm done being distracted uh, by the lunacy of that individual going up against a Secret Service agent. All right, uh, the debate, the debate of the other night, uh, the vice presidential debate. Uh, it turns out to be the second most. Watched uh, vice presidential debate in history. Now, this is only in terms of televisions, and I know that our viewing habits have changed. And uh, so, maybe once we get a good glimpse and a good understanding of all of the, like the tablets and cell phones and other non-TV screen devices used to view this debate, maybe, maybe it'll surpass. Uh, the the 70 million mark, which was set in 2008. You remember who was uh, on the vice presidential debate stage in 2008? Yeah, it was Sarah Palin and Joe Biden. Sarah Palin and Joe Biden that year up against one another. Uh, Wednesday night, though, Wednesday night, interestingly, uh, just based on television viewers, the number uh, was 59 million. Uh, 59 million. And, uh, and so that uh, begs the, the question, uh, with all of those eyeballs tuned to the debate, <clears throat> what, are, what are the viewers hoping to find? I mentioned that Monmouth University uh, survey of earlier. And in fact, the, the pool of those open to being swayed, the pool of those who go into uh, debate season with their mind not yet made up, it's larger than I even thought. Yeah, It's 13 percent. 13. I said 10 earlier. I was wrong. I needed to combine two categories. 13 percent of Americans going into debate season uh, did not have their do not have their mind yet made up. And the data kind of tells us that uh, that's a, a, an important number. Uh, President Trump is trailing in polls right now, trailing by almost double digits, almost. Uh, real clear politics has uh, an average of all the polls, so they take say the the poll conducted by the Hill and Reuters and Rasmussen and CNBC and uh, Monmouth University itself, and they average those all out. Right now, the average uh, poll of polls uh, they call it is uh, 9.6 uh, a Biden lead. Biden Biden right now is ahead of Trump, uh, polling 9.6 uh, percentage points ahead of him. But now, uh, what about battleground states? <clears throat> you know, at 9.6, uh, that's a tough one to overcome. Now, polls have uh, led us astray countless times before. So as whenever I bring up polls, uh, you know, take it all with a grain of salt. But uh, it is the best indicator right now, or it's at least the most quantifiable indicator um, uh, that we have right now as we look at the debates. Uh, and b- before I go on to, to some comments from folks, I want to share with you, too, the, the, the spread when it comes to battleground states. Those are uh, states like Wisconsin, uh, Michigan, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, uh, Florida, Arizona. Uh, so the, the spread there, the average spread among those uh, those top battleground states right now is, is, is still a Biden lead, uh, but it's cut down to 4.5. Four and a half points uh, Biden leads Donald Trump right now. Uh, The the greatest spread is in Pennsylvania, where Biden is up 7.1 points uh, ahead of uh, Donald Trump. But all of that, all of that is under the potential 13% of people who are still undecided. And so if you say that maybe debates are unnecessary, if you say that debates don't serve a purpose because, uh, what, like 87% of people have their minds uh, made up ahead of time— Never, never underestimate the importance of that remaining 13%. All right? The candidates have been working for months and months, and in some cases multiple years, uh, to gain the support of 87%. So, in terms of efficiency for the campaigns, in terms of the percentage of Americans who are still making up their minds, uh, these debates hold an incredibly important role. They fill an incredibly important role, and it, it breaks my heart. It's unfortunate uh, that the rules were changed in such a way uh, just yesterday morning that the <clears throat> that the next the the scheduled debate for the fifteenth uh, is not looking like it's going to happen. Uh, there may be uh, town halls of sorts uh, executed by the by the candidates by themselves, but what we do know is they will not be on a stage together, and uh, we will not see them go at it. Uh, and now, <clears throat> I, I know that when they got together the first time, it was a mess, right? I think that's the universally accepted attitude. (laughs) That last Tuesday evening was an absolute debacle. But we were able to learn about the candidates. We were able to learn uh, about, well, if nothing else, how they comport themselves in a setting such as that. And uh, it may have been an opportunity to recalibrate uh, our attitudes. And I think uh, a point I made yesterday after at least on the conservative side of things, the praise that Mike Pence has received, uh, I think Donald Trump will look at that uh, and be envious. I think he will look at the, the mountains of praise heaped uh, upon Mike Pence by conservatives uh, and see that, oh, okay, uh, maybe that is the way to approach it. Now, I, I don't see him ever acknowledging that realization. Right. That, that's not really the president's nature. Uh, but I do. I think that he is uh, he, he is, he's goal oriented uh, enough uh, to recognize a winning tactic. If nothing else. And, 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 you know, you can text in or call in. And let me know if I'm giving the president more credit than you think he uh, deserves. Five seven five zero zero. That's the Utah Community Credit Union text line. But uh, one thing you can't argue about the president is that he has uh, been able to, uh, you, you, know, you know, view certain goals and uh, accomplish them. You know, you may not agree with the methods, and you may not agree with even the uh, the the value of those goals he set out to accomplish. uh, But uh, but there are uh, there is rather a lengthy record of him getting things done. And uh, sometimes, you know, you do it in your own special Trump brand way. But sometimes, uh, you do need to recognize the strengths employed by others and. Involve them in your own behavior. Uh, so, listen, five seven five zero zero. Are you still undecided on this election? I'd like to hear from you. Five seven five uh, zero zero. We're going to take a break in a moment here, and when we return, I am so excited. We're going to shift gears uh, pretty dramatically. There is uh, a Utahn who is celebrating his one hundredth birthday tomorrow, but not just any Utahn. It's a, a Utahn that many of us have known about for years and years. I met him for the first time face to face in twenty twelve as he appeared as part of the Christmas concert uh, there performed in the Conference Center by the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. Uh, that evening we were also treated uh, with a presentation by uh, Tom Brokaw as well as Alfie Bowe. I'm speaking, of course, about the candy bomber, Hal Halverson. He turns 100 tomorrow, and he'll join us later on in the program. We'll walk through his story next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL Radio.